Welcome to the Wildlife Control Podcast. My name is Kyle Waltz, and this is episode 10. On this episode, we're going to talk about what your life will look like and what your business will look like if you grow very, very quickly in a very short amount of time. And I primarily want to talk today about really a recap of what I talked about earlier this month, which is if you're going to add $2 million in revenue in 12 months through a sales and service model, you have, you have techs in multiple territories doing the sales, doing the service. Maybe they got a couple guys helping them. What is your life going to look like if you do that? And I know firsthand, so I'm not going to come out and and just guess what it's going to look like. I know what it's going to look like. And I'm not saying everybody's going to have the same experience as me. I know everybody's going to have unique experiences and some people are going to have really, really good experience. Some people are going to hate it and they're going to think it's the worst case in the world. I know guys that are running small businesses, one, two guys, and they think it's the most difficult thing in the world. Um, look, you, you add multiple territories, multiple employees, more, more expenses. It's going to get more complicated. And the most, the thing that I want to do most is just prepare you prepare you and try to help you prevent making some of the mistakes that I made and just being extremely logical about it. You know, one thing I never did when I decided I'm going from 1 million to 3 million in 12 months, I never researched the bigger companies. I never took the time to say, what is True Tech doing? What is Critter Control doing? What is, you know, what are all these bigger companies doing? And still to this day, they're the biggest there are. Uh, TrueTech, to my knowledge, is the largest private, well, they're not private, they're public, but they're not a franchise. They're the largest wildlife control operation that is not a franchise. And then you have Critter Control, which is 100% franchised. I think there's a few locations that are corporately owned. They got the same owner. But what is it that those guys are doing? And if you were to do your research on True Tech, one thing that you're going to find is they have about one regional manager for every 10 employees. And then for each territory, they have one district manager. And I may be wrong there, but that's what my research has found. So what it means is this. Let's say you have two states that are right next to each other and you have say five employees in one state five employees in the other state one out of five of each employees is a uh is a a a salesperson and a service person they're they're the ones that are driving in the revenue and the rest of them are the ones that are doing a lot of the work and then you have a regional manager that's monitoring those two states In the event one of those guys decides, hey, I'm going to go do something else, and they put in their two weeks, hopefully they're respectful enough to do that. They put in their two weeks or um, they quit. The district manager then would jump in and fill that position as fast as possible. Now, in a perfect world, and you find somebody within a week that wouldn't be that big of a deal, right? You're, you're getting a new person in there within a week. 
But what if you lived in an unperfect world, which we do live in, and let's just kind of talk about the situations that can impact and how much that would impact your business. And let's actually talk about somebody who's driving in a lot of revenue. And that's one thing about wildlife control is these are one-time services. You know, we sell recurring services, but most of your revenue is one-time. You're selling a one-time exclusion job, one-time trapping. You do the job, you solve the problem, it's over with. So let's say you have a salesperson. He's selling $40,000 a month or $30,000 a month. He's doing really good for you. He's got a few techs around him. Those people are not driving in sales. They're doing the exclusion work. They're doing the trapping. Some of them might have a little bit of knowledge when it comes to sales, but they're so busy doing all of the work that they just don't have the time to go out and and do sales, nor would you want them to. You want them to focus on doing the other stuff, and the salesperson is focusing on the revenue and getting all the jobs done. So that salesperson, he's been with you for a couple of years, you know, maybe, maybe a while, and his wife gets like a huge promotion in another state. And he says, okay, well, I'm going to leave. So he puts his two weeks in. He says, hey, I really appreciate my time here. I'm going to go ahead and put my two weeks in, which is the common thing and the right thing to do. And now you got to find somebody else. So what do you do there? This guy's driving in thirty dollars to $40,000 a month of business. You don't want to lose out on that, that revenue, right? Now, what are you going to do? Now, you could sell services over the phone. Selling thirty dollars to $40,000 of exclusion and trapping over the phone is a lot more difficult than doing it in person. So I think the solution on that would be simple. We would just get out into that territory as fast as possible to fill in for him while we wait for the new person to start. And let's say the new person that you find has to put their two-week notice in. And after, you know, it might take a week for you to get the resumes and the applicants in. It's going to take another week for you to screen those people and schedule the interviews. And then once you make a decision, that person that you want to hire, he has a job. So he's going to put in his two weeks or her two weeks at their current job. Good employees that you hire typically already have a job. So now I'm looking at four weeks. And then I got to train them. So we got to go out there for two weeks and train them. So four weeks, that's pretty much a month. So if it takes me four weeks to replace them and I can't go out there to that branch to fill in, maybe the manager that I have that would normally do that is on vacation. Maybe he can't travel because his wife's traveling for her job and he has kids and he doesn't have anybody to watch him. For two weeks, you know, that that's an, a very common situation, I would say. So he can't do it. And, and you're the owner and you may have other commitments. You have other things that you have to do. Uh, other commitments, maybe at another branch, maybe you got the same thing going on somewhere else. So you're like, oh no, I got to stay here right now. So now you're, you're out potentially maybe $30,000. That's a big hit, right? Now, let's really drive it home and make it more complicated. 
the exact same thing happens at another territory at the same time, maybe within a week or so, same situation. Somebody puts in their two week notice and let's say your company's doing $3 million a year and you're actually really profitable. You're, you're, you're cranking out 20% of profit. So if you have a calculator, you can do this with me, $3 million times 20%, you're making 600 grand a year. Not too bad. So you're making $50,000 a month, but you have two territories that just went belly up. No sales coming in. You don't have anybody in those territories. You're working hard to get it done. You, you're, you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing to get them filled in. But for a month, you don't have anybody there. So in that month, you would have normally made 50000 but now you're out 30000 in one territory and then 30000 in another territory. You just lost ten grand, Just like that. So that's how fast you had a loss of ten grand. So that's how fast things can change. They can change very quickly. And that is why you got to be careful. And that is why you need to make sure you have enough management in place as you grow to take control of these situations. It should not just be you and one manager. You should have multiple managers. And, and that's that really falls back on, okay, I need multiple managers. How much is it going to cost me to hire a manager? And now, now I gotta, I gotta really be careful and plan the compensation for my people because the compensation for your people, when it's just a few of you might be completely different than when it's 20 of you, 20 techs. So you got to really prepare for that. So before you grow and take that leap and open up and do what I did, open up 10 locations in 10 months. You should be planning the compensation for those territories. You should figure it out. What are the big guys paying? Is that something that I can afford? And if not, well, damn, I need, I need to, uh, I need to regroup. Maybe I need to change my prices. You know, that's another thing. Your, your price sheet for one location might need to be a little bit different if you have 10 or 12 locations. So, you know, that's, that's really important. So you got to take the time to do the research, sit down and plan all of these things. You got to get good at numbers. Now you're going from a wildlife control operator to an accountant. So you should get with an accountant. You should get with somebody that knows finances and hopefully you can figure it all out. What do I need to pay my people? How many managers do I need? And you should be planning on worst case scenario. Uh, who's the guy? I forget the guy's name. Um, he owns Morton Steakhouse and a bunch of other things. I listened to an interview with him the other day. And he said when he opens up a business or buys a business, he wants to plan on worst case scenario. So he wants to create a projection, a financial projection for worst case scenario. And if it doesn't work for worst case scenario, he will not do it. So you got to think of worst case scenario. Now, we know the economy is not going to affect us that much. I mean, it will, but but not that much. 
So if the economy is not going to affect us, what will? Well, you know, employees will. So we got to we got to make sure, OK, we're doing everything we can to retain our, our top talent and our other employees. We got to make sure we're not paying our employees too much because you pay them too much. That's going to that's going to be harder on you to have enough managers. You know, there's got to be enough money to go around to everybody. And you don't want to pay them too little either, because then it just doesn't make make any sense for it to be a career for them, especially if you're paying less than your competition. So you really have a lot of planning to do. And one mistake that I made was I paid my people too much when we grew. It made a lot of sense. But one thing I didn't realize is how much money it would take to get us through those months where we did have two people put in their two weeks at the same time. Or maybe they don't even do that. They just quit. No notice. So it's extremely important for you to think about those things. It's extremely important. You got a plan. And that is what I want to get across to you guys. I really want to help you. And I want you to hopefully prevent, I want to prevent you from making big mistakes that are going to really hurt you financially. And that is one of those things that can hurt you. you got to be prepared. You'll get through it just fine. You just can't give up. But you also need to be ready to travel. Look, if you are going to do all these locations, whether you have the managers in place or not, you need to go ahead and let your, your spouse know or girlfriend or boyfriend or family or whoever, let everybody know who's close to you. I am going to have to travel my butt off over these next few years. Whether you think you are or, or don't think you are, you should go ahead and plant that seed right away and see how they react. Because it's going to happen. And, and the last thing you want is you're dealing with stresses when the business and then you're also dealing with stresses at home at the same time. It's, it's better if you're not doing that. So if I'm you, I'm going to go ahead and let them know right away, hey, I'm traveling a lot. This is what's going to happen. Um, 2018, I traveled 180 days. More than half the year, I was on the road. And what I was doing was kicking myself for not having enough managers that could travel and, and, and fill in for vacant territories because I did not want to walk away from a territory that was driving $30,000, $40,000 a month. I was going out there and filling in and doing the work. 2017, I didn't have those problems because those are all new locations, right? These are new people. But after people work for you for a year or so, they, they kind of figure out the company. They figure out, uh, you know, what's going on. And maybe they wanted to climb the ladder really quickly and, and grow into a management role and they didn't get the job. Somebody else got the job and they said, oh, man, well, I don't really want to wait around any longer. I'm going to try to get a management role somewhere else. And they do. And, hey, full respect to them, for them. You know, the last thing I want anybody to do is not chase their goals and dreams just to make me happy. Uh, you should be trying to make yourself happy. So full respect to anybody who left our company um, and did, went off and did their own thing at another company. Full respect. But you got to prepare for those things. You know, you got to prepare for the worst case scenarios. So uh, those projection models are really going to help.
As always, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you could, please share this with a friend that's in business in the wildlife control industry or in the pest control industry. And most of all, if you could take five seconds to please leave a review. I do not get paid to do this. I do this to help you guys. So uh, thank you so much. I hope this episode helped you and y'all have a great new year.